I have spoken to myself and I've spoken to the sun and I've spoken to my grandmother, my ancestors. I've spoken to my own heart and I decided to follow it, it alone. Um, I took time to identify what was calling me, what I was having like great communication with. And that truly became like life itself, life itself. Hello, welcome to Healthy House Calls with Angel. I am your host, Angel Shannon, giving you tips, tools, and holistic strategies to live a healthier life by intentional design. Join me as we explore the landscape of lifestyle medicine, offering practical tips that help you eat, sleep, move, and live better, and help you become fit and functional for life. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Healthy House Calls with Angel. I am your host, Angel Shannon, founder and executive director of SIVA Health and the SIVA Institute, where we put mindfulness and compassion in action to help you live longer and live better, to help you change your life, not just your symptoms, to help you design the life you desire and deserve. You know, at SIVA Health and the SIVA Institute, we say it all the time, good health is so much more. It's so much more than a normal physical and the weight on a scale. Good health is also the sense of harmony, balance, peace, purpose, and fulfillment we feel in our lives. And that's what this show is all about. I have something so good in store for you today. So very good in store for you. You guys know I never do interviews on this podcast, but I had to do this interview. I absolutely had to share this point of light with you. My very special guest today, Mariah Thompson, is that point of light. You know, have you ever met someone who is just so wise beyond their years? It's almost as if they've lived a million lifetimes. Well, that's my guest, Mariah Thompson. She is living intuition as inspiration and initiation. And Mariah is going to share her very special story with you today about her own life design. I am so honored and pleased to have invited her into the studio to have this conversation with me and to share that with you. So without further ado, please meet my very special guest, Mariah Thompson. Sit back, relax, grab yourself a nice warm cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. I have something so, 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 so good in store for you today. I am so excited on this Monday morning. I am joined by someone so beautiful and so amazing. And as you all know, this is my very first time <laughs> inviting anyone on to Healthy House Calls with Angel or to my YouTube channel. And there is good reason for it. <laughs> so, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is, for those of you who are new to Healthy House Calls with Angel, I'm Angel Shannon, founder and executive director of SIBA Health and the SIBA Institute, where we put mindfulness and compassion in action to help you live longer and live better. And I have to say this, at SIVA Health, we really do believe that good health is more than the weight on a scale and a good set of labs. We believe that health is also about the sense of balance, peace, purpose, and fulfillment you feel in your life. 
And that's what this episode is all about. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just even talking about it. because It's just going to be so. Please welcome my guest, Mariah. I'm going to allow Mariah to introduce herself. <laughs> and we're going to get started talking about something that I really deeply believe in, and that is intuition as initiation, intuition as inspiration and initiation. So Mariah, thank you so much. Welcome to the living room of the SEBA Institute. Please introduce yourself. Yes, I am so grateful to be here. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Mariah Thompson. I was born in New Jersey and have since relocated to Baltimore, Maryland. Um, initially, um, because I attended Towson University starting in 2016, and then I graduated December of 2021. Um, with a major in exercise science and a minor in applied adult disability studies. So, and I currently, um, and where I met Angel, um, work at Bee Willow, which um, we are a plant shop and we do botanical arrangements and terrariums and such. We're located in Remington. So I met Angel there on a lovely Saturday and I have been looking forward to this conversation um, since and in that conversation, Angel asks, "Well, well, how'd you get here, right? How did how did you get here from from what you do or what your what your focus was um, academically?" And the truth is, I followed my heart, and my heart was leaning towards greenery and life and growth. And although yes, um, I was in the medical field prior to this and working with adults with disabilities, I decided I wanted to lean a little closer into Mariah before she could try and feed everyone else. Yes. And I'm 25 years old. <laughs> I had decided to take my time with this beautiful life. And I encourage those around me to do the same because it is the most liberating thing that one can do for self, for themselves. So I am just so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. And I I, I pray that someone is greatly impacted by this. I think intention is very important. And this conversation is extremely intentional. So I am just happy to participate. Wonderful. Wonderful introduction. And that you just set the stage for this conversation so beautifully, Mariah, because there are so many things that I want to dive into. Yeah. First and foremost, anyone who's listening knows that exercise science is an intense major. I mean, this is not just, you know, taking a couple of courses. I mean, it is an, an intense major. Any of the sciences are intense majors. They are designed to weed out the folks <laughs> who, you know, Indeed. are not um, able to, you know, follow the path of clinical science. So to have graduated from Towson University, which is one of the, a, a really, really good program, a really great, you know, uh, university to have graduated from that and to have gone the distance through a clinical science program and yeah. then make the decision that this is not what I want to do requires a really deep sense of self and awareness. So I'd like to say from the very beginning, we'll open the, the conversation up to 
at what moment did you realize that this is not what you wanted to do? That's the first question. But then the second question is, what was your, what was the inner landscape? What was that inner conversation taking place in your mind between what you had done and committed to and mm-hmm. spent money for? And what probably told you you should do versus mm-hmm. what was your heart was saying? What was that inner conversation like? Yes. Um, to answer the first question, um, I think it's it's so important for me to provide as much detail of like a perspective as I can. So one of the things, like I said, I'm 25 years old and I am in no rush. And I think um, what was impacting me and my decisions greatly for a point of time was time itself, the pressure of society, the pressure from parents or maybe partners or to be this, to do this now right? Why? There is no need to rush. So what's beautiful is I love knowledge. I Knowledge truly is power. And I, I love education. I will continue to educate myself on many different things throughout my life. But for a very long period, yes, my focus was the body and exercise science and physical therapy and chiropractic. And I decided, yes, maybe this is, this is a passion. This is something that I love. But does it have to be exercised or practiced now? And I took away the focus on the now. It's not that it doesn't still live in me or it's not still something I study or keep up to date with. But I decided, Mariah, we're not going to rush this, the progression of this right now because you've spent four, four and a half, four and a half years on this. Well, actually, um, more. I went to high school. Um, at like a trade school and my major was sports medicine. So I have a, my background, I've been in this since, um, I guess what, like 13, 14, I guess, when you start high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I took away the emphasis on right now. There are so many other aspects that um, of Mariah that I have to build off of. And it's not that I am moving fully away from that side of myself, but just for right now just for right now. So focusing on my intuition on the now, um, I have never seeked um, a psychologist or like therapy, um, but I have spoken to myself and I've spoken to the sun and I've spoken to my grandmother, my ancestors. I've spoken to my own heart and I decided to follow it, it alone. Um, I took time to identify what was calling me, what I was having like great communication with. And that truly became like life itself, life itself. I was focusing on other people's lives, specifically, I guess their physical health and those many aspects. But I wanted to dig into me and life I love, yes. <laughs> I love greenery, right? science. It all it all ties together. I see so many different um, like crossovers or so many different lessons to learn from life itself to then apply to our bodies and our routines and our ways of thinking. 
So I, I simply decided that I wanted to explore a whole entire different avenue of myself. And taking that leap was very hard. Yes. Telling people who expected such and such of me at such and such time. Yes. It was absolutely hard, but the most rewarding, rewarding decision I ever made. Um, I would say if I had to put a time on it and it's hard to, but if I had to put a time on it, um, I would say around the start of COVID. So my senior year at Towson was sadly um, switched over to remote um, classes very quickly in March of 2020. And I was forced to spend time, not forced, right? I was pulled. I was Mm. pulled um, to, wow, I get to, this isn't so bad. I get to be on my laptop at the park at the same time, right? don't have to be in this box without any windows. I always felt in the academic setting, there isn't enough incorporation simply of like nature, right? like what is, uh, what we are, what we are a part of. And I learned very well in it. Mm-hmm. So surprisingly, I excelled like through um, the rest of my program that went great, um, graduated, but COVID really really had me dig deeper into myself. I was removed from my friends. I unfortunately lost my great grandmother in April of 2020. So from COVID, from coronavirus, um, one month in, right? It, I, I didn't understand it. I sort of was a little frustrated with the medical field in a way. Right. So a lot of, a lot of, uh, digging into me started then. So I get what maybe three years ago. Yeah. yeah. You said a couple of things, which, you know, and I'm going to provide a little bit of context to tie into what Mariah said, is that we met at Be Willow, which happens to be where she works and does amazing work. Uh, So I was there perusing through the plants and I tend to be very sensitive to uh, other people's energies and am very aware of when I am around someone who is doing what I call the work. <laughs> and so um, I, I listen very intently to the things that Mariah says because she is deliberate. You are deliberate with your word choices. Mm-hmm. You, you immediately said, I was pulled. No, I began to think about. So you, you made that mindset shift that how can I see this as a blessing? How can I see the opportunity in this? Yeah. Rather than see my life as being disrupted, let me see how I can make this mental shift. And having made many mental shifts myself throughout different periods of my life, I know that the smallest shift can create the most fertile ground for growth and awareness mm-hmm. and just building upon this tiny little kernel that is lying there. And when you said I took away the emphasis on now. You know, we live in a society where, you know, um, behaviors, um, thoughts, ideas, things are very linear here in the Western world in ways that they may not necessarily be in other parts of the world. Um, I shared with you outside of our, you know, in other conversations we've had, I tend to be very drawn to Mayan wisdom, Mayan culture, um, and even traditional Chinese medicine, where there's 
thought about circular, you know, seasons and things coming around full circle and yeah, cycles. Exactly. And so here in the Western world, we're very linear that if you do this now, then you should be doing something with it now. You know, right. You've done this now. You've got this degree. So you should be using this now because what else would it be? For? That's what you do. Right. That's what you do. You know, and so it is a very liberating concept to think of knowledge gained as part of the cycle of our lives. Yeah, simply an addition. Right. It's an addition to your life, who you are becoming. And I love that you mentioned this crossover because folks who know me know that like my whole life revolves around like plants <laughs> and growing things and whatnot. And there are huge metaphors to be gained from the botanical world, oh. sciences, like you can write thousands of books on metaphors alone, right? But what you're saying here is this was not wasted time. This was not wasted money. This was not, oh my God, here she goes. She didn't finish what she said. Yeah. Air quotes for those who are going to say this on podcast. My fingers are in air quotes. <laughs> finish what she started. And then I think is the biggest hurdle for most of us to get over is that judgment yeah. from the outside about, you know, what we should be doing and, you know, that mm-hmm. it should follow a linear path towards mm-hmm. some predetermined outcome. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would, I would definitely agree. And I have a very, uh, as you're explaining it, I, I don't know that I, it's ever been said that way, but that is, that's exactly what it is but it's a linear mindset rather than seeing life as um as cycles and seasons full of changes to adapt to they're not bad things right sometimes when we see uh progress measured especially when it's to be shared on social media or like loudly to the world in a way that people can easily understand it is kind of like a line that they're showing and it's like, oh, your life's not like this. It's actually going to be this. Yes. No, actually not that. And I and I don't think I've ever been able to uh, say the way I am saying today that it never made sense to me, and I couldn't understand why I, I didn't agree with that that graphic. And it's because it's of how I see the world. And unfortunately, yes, in in the Western world, that is, I think people's perspective. So thank you for, for, for saying it that way. Wow. It's it's very true. Everything is an addition. Everything is an experience, whether it's good, bad, in between, it is all a part of a greater purpose. And rather than, yes, allowing it to cripple you or make you give up, you use it as a catalyst for change, as a catalyst to adjust, as an opportunity to see yourself in a way you haven't before, which is scary. It is. very, But you have to do the work. That's the joy Mm -hmm. is all in that. It's all in that. It's all in that. And when we were at Be Willow, you were sharing with me that your work there is in addition to, you know, the sales component and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, folks like me who come in and may want to just, you know, ask about, you know, like for me, I wanted to start 
delving into building terrariums and things like this. But you mentioned a couple of other things that there's an education component and that you work with uh, business owners and, you know, there's corporate work that gets done. Tell me how you see, um, I, I think I know the answer, but tell me how you see biophilic design, nature exposure, how that impacts you know, what's the necessity of that now in people's day-to-day lives in the workplace specifically for business owners and small business owners like myself who Mm -hmm. want to sort of incorporate that into their uh, Mm -hmm. workspace and in their lives. Tell me a little Mm -hmm. bit about that. What's your belief and and what calls you? Mm. I think one of the most undeniable emotions that most humans experience when they see greenery or or leaves or anything that is growing that is life although i think when you when you walk into a green space your mindset is sort of transformed some people have one singular office plant on their desk and they go it tells me to breathe every 30 minutes when i when i notice it right it's not talking to me. I talk to it. Does it help to talk to your plants? But it changes my day. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it encourages me to look within and take a breath because they're simply living. They're adapting. They're growing. They're changing regardless of setting, whether that be the home, the office, the hotel, the whatever the location may be. Everyone. It, it gives a sense of, of home because it gives a sense of self because it is life itself. We, we are encouraged to see ourselves in relation with it. And I think especially, yes, in this, these societies, um, um, we, I, yes, I work with like a lot of like larger companies and it's like, sometimes it really is just a simple necessary break in that like cycle or this like linear perspective of, and the cycle of productivity, consistent, yes. you know, mm-hmm. it's important to check out and check in with yourself. I love that. Mm-hmm. I say that to myself often. I, I check out and check in. I sometimes sitting on my my couch here alone will just stare at one leaf because I'm so grateful it's like here because mm-hmm. it wasn't here two months ago. And in my head, I, I sort of create a that wasn't there two months ago. That is like how I view myself, right? When I look at myself in the mirror, I go, wow, you have a new leaf, Mariah. You have new synapses going on in your brain that was not there two months ago. And growth is to be celebrated. And I think in the corporate world, um, from business perspectives, it's all monetary, right? And I think having plants in the space and simply one coworker saying, hey, Timmy, did you see the new leaf on the on the plant in the windowsill near the bathroom? Yeah, I did. Right. That simple, I don't know, sharing that celebration of life is something I really love being a part of. Um, and I I am grateful. We have clients from from doctor's offices to, yes, hotels to uh, fleet car companies to design studios and May, all of the all the spaces have different intentions, but the gratitude is always the same for me when I'm present, and it means the world. Uh, 
walking into spaces and transforming them. Yeah, schools even transforming them into into botanical paradises is yes. <laughs> One of my favorite things in this life, and I'm grateful to be able to share those like perspectives and encouraging people to dive into themselves through my work. Mm-hmm. Who knew? I, I never knew this yeah. is where I would be, yeah. but God, I am so grateful to be here and the people that it's allowed me to, to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. None of it is accidental. This mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. And um I'm so grateful for Be Willow because this was like a, a dream job to me. I never thought, I was like, what? <laughs> and, oh, it's going great. I'm consistently learning um, because it's life. It's ever changing, yes. right? So yes, always learning and yeah. being able to relate those different things from like, yes, what I know about like biology and building onto that mm-hmm. really is really cool. And sharing that with the world in, in yes. Baltimore. <laughs> yes, yes. And you said something, a number of things, because I have about one, two, three, four Monsteras. And you know, Monsteras, when they're getting their new leaf and they're starting to, well, you know, uncurl and whatnot. And when they're new leaves, they're, they're a brighter shade of green than the dark leaves and they haven't gotten their holes yet, you know, and you love that. When I see an unfolding leaf, I am like, oh my gosh. And I love that you you tie this metaphor into this is something here today that was not there two months ago. Think of the person that you are now that you were not two months ago. And I'm thinking about folks who like one of the things that comes up for me is folks who are learning meditation, right? In the beginning, it is yes. so hard, you know, it is so hard to meditate, right? Because you're just like, okay, what do I do? What am I supposed to feel? Or people who may be trying to lose weight, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. they're finally making it around the track. And we have this propensity towards beating ourselves up, but it's like, wait a minute. Do you realize that two months ago, you were nowhere near where you are now? You were yes. not the person who could even put on your shoes and tie them up and be willing to, because you were, you know. And so the fact that you are now a person who gets up in the morning, puts on their their sneakers, I call them sneakers, some people call them tennis shoes, put on your running shoes, right? You are going to the track and regardless of whether you made it all the way around or not, Mm -hmm. you are not the same person you were two months ago. Yes. Yeah, The fact that you can sit on that cushion for one minute is a miracle, you know? And so that's, and and those metaphors come alive to me through the Mm -hmm. lessons, as you said, in the garden, in plants. Yeah. And and, and growth is to be celebrated. It It is is absolutely celebrated. celebrated. Yeah. That is something I I find. So I know... um, you wanted me to express some of my uh, like my practices. Yes. I'll even speak to you this morning. Um, I often wake up to, of course, I, ha- I have a lot of plants and the, the blinds, the curtains, they're never closed. They are all actually just like all to the side, including in the bedroom. 
And so I wake up to the sun every day. I wake up to the birds. I sleep with my window open. And that alone, in that moment, when I open my eyes, I am grateful to simply have the privilege to be awake. And I think not only awake as in awake from my sleep, but present. So one of the main things that I do simply in the morning is celebrating that I am present within myself. Seeing little moments as opportunities. Yes, simply putting on your shoes or trying out a new recipe for breakfast, um, incorporating more uh, berries when you instead were using brown sugar. Yes. Incorporating little things. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and practice whether there's a mirror or not. Always being able to create one, having a mirror to see yourself in and celebrating those times. All is to be celebrated. And I think, oh, saying it this way, I'm telling you, it's all making me realize how much of an emphasis my my life I place on celebration. Yes. I sometimes will get balloons. My fiance, we love balloons. We'll get balloons and we have a balloon pump literally yes. right here. I have one too. <laughs> and they float around until they go away after two weeks, but it's to be celebrated. Yes. Love for yourself is to be celebrated. The sun is to be celebrated. The uh, it's it's just all to be celebrated. Um, so one of my main practices in my day-to-day life and, and something I really encourage people to do is have these little celebrations, right? Have these little celebrations of growth, not only um, every 364, 65 days on your birthday, the day you were placed on this earth, but also just when, because you walked two miles instead of 0.5, because two months ago, you weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. Now you are. Everything is to be celebrated. And I, I encourage everyone around me to do that. Yes. It yes. changes it all. And as you said, I'm wondering if you can go just a little bit deeper when you say a mirror for yourself, even when there is no mirror. What does that mean? What does that look like? How do you see yourself when there is no mirror, what is the mirror? It's I, I, it's being able to. So as I was saying before, like check out and check in. Yes. I people, my friends may tease me. Uh, I'll, I like I said, I will zone out. Um, but what I'm really doing is I'm looking at myself the way that I was in this circumstance, or the way I responded to this, or what I felt when this person was around or just being able to always check out and check in that mirror is that I am checking in with myself. Um, I often have a lot of mirrors around me, which is funny, but (laughs) even in the spaces that there are not having the ability to dig in despite Mm -hmm. maybe that physical representation of eye contact with yourself, Mm -hmm. I think is when you really know that, it's you. Yes. All of it is you. The power is you. Everything you need. Uh, one of my favorite pieces of jewelry. It's always on my right wrist right mm-hmm. here. It says, all I need is within me. Oh. And it's true. Yes. So the mirror is me. It's me and Kurt. So when I look out, it is reminding me to look in. 
Yes. Why did this person do? Why did this frustrate me? Why did, why does this happen? Nope. Nope. We're looking, when we look out, we're actually, I want to look in. So all I need is within me. So creating that mirror, having that level of self-awareness and just staying in touch with your, your center. Mm -hmm. I think a mirror can be anywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's your life. Yeah. You know, again, and and those of you who are listening in, I know just, I know you're, you're thinking what I'm thinking. Like, I can see why Angel asked Mariah to be her very first podcast guest. Because I usually just do, you know, informational podcasts, educational. But this is why I invited Mariah to have this conversation in my living room of the SEBA Institute, because her wisdom runs so incredibly deep. It runs so incredibly deep. And this, what she's talking about is this self-awareness. Mariah, what you're talking about is, is setting the space and the practice of continual self-awareness and gratitude mm-hmm. and marrying those two practices together. Gratitude. I open my eyes in the morning and the gift that it is just to be present, not running through my mind of all the things I need to do, not going through my mind of everything someone said yesterday. And, oh, I, man, I didn't, I need to respond to that email and all this, but just opening your eyes and beginning the gift of this day from a place of centered gratitude is, that is life shifting. It really truly is. I mean, it is life shifting and you don't need any money to do that. You don't need a special (laughs) gear to do that. I mean, there are lots of products on the market to, you know, Mm -hmm. set up reminders and all of this, but I'll tell you when you make this an internal practice, when you make this an internal practice, it, it just literally becomes reflexive. It's like blinking. And as you said, it's always about me, not yeah. from a self-centered place, a narcissist place, but it's checking in with how did I respond to that? Why mm-hmm. did I respond that way? What's being mm-hmm. triggered inside of me? What's happening? Where do I need to go deeper? I'm curious yeah. about whether or not you have a journal practice. I absolutely do. <laughs> I have been writing since I feel like I could. Um, English was, so I love science. Yes. And I've always done well in that area, but English has always, ever since I was a little girl, if the, if I was supposed to fill up a page, I filled up three. And it's because whether I knew it or not in that time, I always knew how to talk to myself and I was never ashamed to do so. I was never mm. ashamed to overexpress and hmm, over communication. I think often people, they think of journaling, you can encourage someone to journal and they'll say, well, what do you, what do you write about? What do you, what do you, what do you do? You write about your present self. You're checking in with yourself. There are so many fluctuations, so many people we encounter on a day to day, so many changes. And I, I find journaling as my escape my another form of a mirror another form of checking in with myself um that journaling and um so every day for three years um i 
journaled and they didn't have to be prompted. Sometimes they were, um, but often it was me answering own questions in my mind. Mariah, this is what happened today. This is what you said to yourself in that moment. This is what you felt looking out and in, looking out, but then back in. How could, how did you like truly feel? Yes. Where is this coming from? Where are there any blockages? What can be addressed here? Kind of always just being aware. I think journaling allows that physical practice, right? If you can't, I don't, I did not always wake up and, and I was never not always grateful for the sun or simply grateful for my, my heart and my breath. Um, it started with the physical. So since I was a little girl, I've, I've just been writing um, that um, then later um, was focused on poetry. I, I'm working on getting this up and back running, but I had a, um, a website called Soul Searching. So S-O-L Searching. So soul in Spanish, it's sun. Yes. Or you know what I'm saying? Um, and soul and I would share all of my poetry there. That actually was a minor I almost took up at Towson instead of disability studies. So I'm journaling, my notebooks and I, oh, they're me. We're best friends. They go with me wherever I go, whether that's to work and I'm simply journaling for three minutes on my break or whether I'm very intentionally waking up to witness the sunrise and journaling on Federal Hill. It, it depends, right? And understanding that it doesn't always have to be prompted mm-hmm. because once you get started, it's it's just about being present, right? Yes. That is enough. And just, just write, just talk, yes. talk. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Talk. yes. I believe in journal practice with my whole heart. With my whole heart, I started out, you know, when I was a kid, we called them diaries. I had this little blue diary with a little padlock and key. And I tell people all the time that journal practice is for you. It's it's for you. This is not writing, um, you know, the bestseller. <laughs> this is not writing cover story for the New York Times. This is for you. You get to decide if it's bullet journaling on your break, if it's, you know, narrative entries. It's totally up to you. This is the place where you get to do you and be you. You can write as little or as much as you want. But Mm -hmm. I will say that I feel like it is the fertilizer for one's life. Like it is truly the place to, if you want to do that growth work. Nourish your yourself in any meaningful way. I I just can't think of any more potent place to do that than in the journal. I, I really don't. And if you wow. if you feel brave enough to go back and read some of your entries, because a lot of people will say that that oh my gosh, I don't want to go back and read. And I feel oh. like if you can sort of conjure up a little bit of willingness to go back, mm-hmm. it will become the celebration of all celebrations. Because like you said, you're not the same person that you were when you started that journal or even two days ago, two hours ago. Mm-hmm. or so. And I'm all about free stuff. Journals yeah. are free. You can go to the <laughs> dollar store and get a notebook. <laughs> Mm-hmm. for a dollar and then this is free stuff 
it really good work for yourself. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it applies to everything. I mean, even for my pa- my patients who are newly dosed, mm-hmm. di- newly diagnosed with diabetes, and they're just feeling so guilty or so overwhelmed. And how did I get here? Hey, yes. let's start a journal so that you can see yourself growing, so that you can process and get past. I mean, you're, 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 we talk about horticulture and biophilic design. We have to trim away some of these dead leaves here, right? Yes. Sometimes we've got to repot this plant. Oh my God, I don't want to take it out of that pot. Please, we've got to cut away some of this stuff. Yeah. Practice is our way of ruining some of this stuff that's really not helping this plant at Mm -hmm. all. Yes. And that is that is one of one of my my favorite, favorite things to do is to reflect on my journaling. And um, I wasn't always comfortable doing so. Yes. Recently, Saturday, (laughs) actually, when I went to the park after I got off work, I found myself overwhelmed with tears. Mm reading the things that I've grown from entries from 2018, a very different time in my life, 2021, right a week before I met my, my now fiance, the things that I was speaking, the things I was hoping and praying for the blockages I felt, I look now and they're all filled Seeing journaling as fertilizer, it has blown my mind. I, I I have a lot of metaphors, analogies, but that one, wow. <laughs> it truly is, right? It's, oh, yeah. it is absolutely the fertilizer. Yeah. yeah. You have to look back. You have to look back to look forward. To. You have to. Amazing work. It's so it's good. Amazing work. You know, we oh. These seeds, we say, oh my gosh, I want to get my degree in this, or I want to be married one day, or I want to, you know, whatever it is that we desire, there's seeds, there's spoken words that we put out into the ether, into the universe, we put it out there. And then what are we doing to nurture it? What are we doing to, Mm -hmm. to help it grow and manifest and blossom and bloom? And that's that continued practice. Yes. Yes. That's the continuous practice. So Mariah, I want to I want to end this part of the session mm-hmm. on the more, you know, contextual matters. And I want to offer our listeners just a quick break to come back and join us for the bonus episode in just a few minutes, where I would love the opportunity for you to share your awakening story. The story that you shared with me of your trip (laughs) and then that sort of that moment when the world of intuition opened up for you Mm -hmm. and knowing that you were on the path. So, folks, go ahead and get yourself, you know, put the put the teapot on, grab a refresher of your cup of tea. Mariah and I are going to come back for the bonus conversation of this episode of Healthy House Calls with Angel, where we're going to take a deeper dive into this concept of intuition as initiation. So come right back to us in just a few minutes. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
Are you tired of trying to make sense of all the confusing healthcare advice out there? Are you frustrated with the clutter of so many supplements on your shelves that didn't make a difference in your health? Tired of just wasting money and wasting time reading all of these confusing, conflicting labels? Look no further than Fullscript. Fullscript gives you practitioner-guided access to high-quality supplements at fair prices, backed by features that help you stay on track with your wellness goals. At SIVA Health, I chose Fullscript because it gives my patients access to healthcare's best supplements and wellness products, plus the tools they need to maintain their healthy habits from anywhere. So join the 5 million people in counting who are living better with quality supplements that are backed by science and fair prices and shipped directly to your door without the hassle, the headache, or the confusion. With Fullscript, you'll never run out of your supplements and you'll get fast, carbon-neutral shipping that helps you and helps the planet. Create your free profile with us here at SIVA Health. Join our community. You're going to save 15% instantly on your first order and future orders. You're going to find everything you need to change your life, not just your symptoms. Go ahead and create your free profile at us.fullscript.com forward slash welcome forward slash SIVA Wellcare. That's us.fullscript.com forward slash welcome forward slash SIVA Wellcare. If you're ready to get practitioner guided access to high quality supplements, if you're ready for fair prices, if you want the features that are going to help you stay on track with your wellness goals from anywhere in the world, I invite you to join the SIVA Health community right now. Go to us.fullscript.com forward slash welcome forward slash SIVA Wellcare and get on the path of wellness to live longer and live better with us here at SIVA Health and the SIVA Institute. Thank you so much, Mariah, again, for joining me in this episode of Healthy House Calls with Angel. As I promised to our listeners, we are back. For just a little bit more conversation, we are going to go in deep now to talk about intuition as initiation. You shared this story with me of your trip to a place that you and I both think is very special, to Mexico. And what was happening and what happened and what opened up in your life in that moment. Oh, yes. So I'm going to yeah. leave it at that and I'm going to set the stage for you. Um, yeah. Mexico is holds a lot of um, holds a very special place in my heart. I've been there a total of three times. Um, once with friends, once with two of my closest friends. Um, the second time with my fiance, and the third with my cousin. Um, during my second trip to Mexico, that was 2021. Um, I had unfortunately just been given news that my grandmother, who Juanita Thompson, Juanita Thompson is her name, um, a beautiful soul, a beautiful energy that impacted me in so many ways. And I had the privilege of being uh, very physically close with her my entire life um, up until she went not earthside in July of 2021. Um, 
And right before that trip, uh, my father, he was very honest with me and told me that she likely would not make it through the weekend. I had a very, very, very challenging decision to make. And all I did was speak to her. She wasn't at the time due to her health um, speaking with everyone. With me being located in Maryland, there were times that my father would call me and say, hey, I just need you to take a trip down here. I, I just need you to come because she's only talking to you. She was only talking to me in some of those final days. And she told me, you have to go. Don't hesitate. You, that is where you're supposed to be. And I'm going to be where I'm I'm supposed to be as well. To Mexico. She was referring to Mexico. She was sick in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she was telling me to go. To I go. did not want to. Yes. Mm -hmm. I did mm -hmm. not want to. But she said, I'm going to be exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm. And I was frustrated. Mm. <laughs> I won't lie. You know, she's so beautiful. I, I you, you become selfish almost, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, I, I went, I went, I listened to her. I went, I was having fun for my friend's birthday. Um, my fiance and I were swimming and I was called by the wind, I swear itself, to simply look up and I, she was right there and she was telling me that she was exactly where she was supposed to be and without anyone giving me a phone call, without anyone confirming anything, I found myself becoming the water I was swimming in. I, oh, I just, I released so much in that moment and everything that she has instilled in me on this earth through her words, through her, through her practices, through her actions. I swear I became it that day. In that moment, in that very moment, in that corner of that pool in Mexico alone, everyone was looking at me so worried. Mm -hmm. Because I was zoned out. I was like, not, <laughs> I was not there. I was with myself. I was with her. Um, I felt drawn to the waves. I don't know if I was, if I decided to walk to the beach alone for confirmation. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. I'm like, oh, I see you in the sky. I feel you in this water. I need, I need non-chlorine water. I need to go touch yeah. the waves. Yeah. And I sat and that was my answer and energy from that moment on i have come to understand transcends through any and everything you have to pay attention to it mm -hmm. you have to have those conversations you have to be present and that is the way that she lived her life was present oh my gosh she <laughs> followed her intuition over any and everything, including my grandfather sometimes. Oh, they're best of friends. Um, but it was in that moment that I became everything she she has taught me. It all made sense. Intuition was birthed there. My my trusting of myself. Um, and it wasn't confirmed until, uh, so that was Saturday. It wasn't confirmed until Monday evening, but I already knew the answer. And my father found that very odd, but very beautiful. And he's still, we still have that conversation, but it, he was, it was 
that moment. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And, you know, foremost, Mariah, thank you so much for sharing this because it is very tender when we, when the, a person that we love so deeply is not physically, you know, here for us to touch. But what I love about when you and I had this conversation prior to this recording, you very much feel your grandmother's presence here. You very much see her here. You very much know that she is with you in all ways. And there is no sense of, I don't, I, I just didn't detect then. And I don't detect now that there's ever a sense of loss of her because there was so much conversation that you had, even you, you shared with me that you had even had like recordings of your conversations today. Memorial I listened to. Yeah, mm-hmm. that you listened to. And, you know, we, we have all these sort of snappy sayings, follow your gut, trust your gut and whatnot. And it, and it all sounds good, but this is real stuff here about yeah. following intuition and the floodgates that open up when you really do choose yourself, when you you trust that there is some guidance coming to you from a place of wisdom, of love, of empathy, of kindness, of benevolence, you know, and not needing, this is something I admire so much in you, Mariah, is that you're not looking for that outward validation, you know. Not anymore. Yeah. You know, and and I'm and and not then you know for folks who are listening, this is not like you know overnight kind of stuff. This is a lot of work that has to happen, and a lot of you know, like you plant a little seed, it has to go through some dark earth, you know, to get over the other side, right? Um, to to flower and bloom. So I'm not suggesting that this is just you know like, oh, she's just born this way or whatever. I mean, this is stuff that. Mm-hmm been work over the years that you've shared with me. And I know from my own experience, but when you can get to a place where you really know know that you are right where you're supposed to be. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. That everything is happening for your greater good in some way and that you are okay with not seeing how this is going to unfold. And trusting yourself, right? Trusting yourself in those moments. I had a friend say to me just last week, Maria, you live so fearlessly. No, I am not without fear. I am not without fear. Yes. Fear is present. I am a human being. I do a lot of work. Yes, but I am a human being. We are all human beings. There is fear. There may be fear present, but it's deciding and trusting yourself that you're going to do where go do fulfill whatever where you are where you're supposed to be because you trust yourself trusting yourself trusting that inner voice knowing how to hear it Mm -hmm. knowing where the different things that you can do to be present to be still that that's how you know that's how you overcome the fear the fear is present yes the fear is here i don't live fearlessly but it does look that way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm persevering past it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So. 
And I love that you make that distinction because, again, we have all these snappy little sayings that look good on T-shirts and things like this. And let's make no mistake about it. We are human beings living very human experiences. And it is very, very important to know that, you know, even with all the work, with all the meditation, with all the self-care and all this kind of stuff, you are going to wake up some days being absolutely terrified to move forward. But it's gaining the skills and the tools to move forward in the face of fear, to befriend this fear, to say, hi, fear, what are you here to tell me? Is there something you want me to know? Okay, I hear you talking. Let's just keep going forward into the day. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said about plants, our plant friends, that they're just here living. You know, they have no idea if there's going to be a fire. They have no idea if there's going to be a drought, whatever the case may be. They're just living their lives. Doing their things. They're trusting themselves and growing in the process. And growing in the process. Yeah. And growing in the process. I'll share one quick story, which is that I had always wanted to learn how to swim and just had, you know, there's a part of me that just didn't have the, the skills, I guess, to know the rotary breathing and all that kind of stuff. Um, there was some fear of the water, drowning, all that kind of stuff. But I got to a point in my life where I was like, enough is enough. I really do want to enjoy the fullness of this planet, knowing that the earth is 70, is it 70% water? Somewhere is around 70. I think it's 75, yes. 75% water. So I need to befriend the earth, you know, beyond just the, the, the soil, but, you know, learning to swim and whatnot. So I started taking these swimming lessons and learned how to swim and, and whatnot um, in a pool. But I will say this, the first place that I felt joined to the water, where I became the water, as you so beautifully said, was in Mexico, was in Isla Mujeres, and also in a cenote in Tulum. And I let go of every single bit of, well, did I let go or did, I don't know what happened, but I know one thing. You allowed it to come with you. You put it in your backpack and you, and you jumped anyway. Yes. Yes. So to say that there is a special, um, my mother always says, you find your place in this world. You find your place in this world. You know, your lace, your essence, your, the place that calls you alive. And I will always say that Mexico in many uh, different ways is that has been that place for me. I'm open to finding other places. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but that Yucatan uh, region really does, does feel wow. very much like home for me mm. in many ways, as does my environment with my plants and all too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, Mariah, if you can share as we wind down just maybe a few practices that you would suggest as it relates to those who want to live closer to the earth or awaken intuition, um, maybe those who may be feeling in their lives like, you know, I'm sort of just living this should life. I'm just sort of like doing all the things that I've been told I should do. 
but I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. How, what practices would you recommend for really nurturing that, that feeling? Um, calling forth that intuition for guidance about the step. Mm-hmm. And, and folks, I want to say this, regardless mm-hmm. of age, regardless of what stage or age you are in your life. Let's tune into that. I love how you're saying regardless of age, right? Seeing this as a continuous practice, a continuous process. I'm 25 today, but in 10 years time, by our time, I'll be 35, right? And life will continue on. Um, But there are a few things that stay with me. Like we've uh, mentioned, um, in-depth journaling, absolutely simply celebrating the little moments. But one of, I feel, the largest things that I've done to uh, kind of realign, I often do this at least three days a week, three to four times a week, but truly is simply getting um, a yoga mat, a blanket, anything, and going outside and simply spending time with the sun, spending time with the light. It helps you understand that you are the light. You become it nature and us what we view as nature we are nature we are one spend time in it whether it's one day one season uh this spring you may find yourself spending 10 minutes because you're not comfortable being by yourself outside oh no everyone's looking at me journal on this hill everyone's oh god it's hot look at the bugs right that 10 minutes in one year that next spring spring 2024 will look like you laying flat for three hours and practicing breath work, right? Um, so often I'm not always journaling at the park. Some days I don't feel like writing, you know, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Simply placing my hand over my heart, placing my hand on my uh, my womb, I find a lot of power in breathing deep there. Yes. Um, I encourage people to breathe deep in moments of frustration. They will come mm-hmm. moments of sadness, moments of confusion, um, breathing deep, breathing deep. You may not always be able to put your hand on your chest and your, in your stomach or lay flat, but you can close your eyes and you can listen to the wind, right? It's wind traveling through this system, which is beautifully crafted. Of course, I admire so much beautifully crafted. There's so much power in that alone. You don't have to spend, yes, hundreds on on books. Reading is very valuable. But just knowing that everything that you need is already there. Simply stepping outside, simply stepping inside, right, with yourself, um, that starting there. Everything else flows from there. You find your passions, right? You find the things that calm you down. Uh, that make you comfortable, whether that's picking up colored pencils or practicing a yoga flow. Um, You'll find all the little other forms of meditation and and digging deep, I feel like, once you simply start paying attention, paying attention to your breath and that wind, that that simple process that is the first thing that we're we're born with, right? That I think a lot of people don't uh, resort to or, or call for help enough, right? Just being able to one moment, one moment and just breathing, right? If you're in public or telling your brain one moment, stop. Yes. (laughs) 
just breathe. Um, I, I definitely encourage that. Everything else comes from there. The breath powers it all. Yes. Everything. That inner wisdom. And I love what you said. Everything that I need is already within me. You know, it's already, it's that first thing. It's the life giving prana chi or ki as we call it in traditional Chinese medicine, whatever you want to call it. I know one thing, it is already there and everything flows from there. So there are a million courses that can help you write out goals and there are lots of books you can read. I will tell you wherever you go, there you are and there your breath is too, right in your center space. And as you said, it is wonderfully crafted. If you want to get a a little book on anatomy and sort of look at this whole system, it really is kind of beautiful. And that's one of the many, one of the many processes, but it's, it's one of the first. Yeah. Yeah. Because it really does soothe the mind, calm down that overactive nervous system, that reactive space. It will silence those inner, those saboteurs, the inner critic, the doubter, the fearful mind, all of that kind of stuff. So I 100% agree. It is good medicine. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. And just being out in the sun, as you said, this powerful sun, this life. It charges you up. Yes. We're batteries. Battery. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That we already um or may not already be aware of. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Mariah, I will say this. Your family, your friends, and this wonderful fiance that you have, they are blessed. They are blessed people to have you as their friend, as their as his fiance. As daughter, sister, cousin, they are blessed. And I, too, am very blessed to have met you. I mean that with my whole heart. I am really looking forward to growing with you um, physically, mentally, you know, to doing work. Those who have the gift of you being their coworker at Be Willow, for being an employee at Be Willow, they are so, so fortunate Thank you for the work that you are doing here in Baltimore. You're going to do amazing things in this world. You really, truly are. And I'm just so, so grateful to watch you blossom and bloom in this world. I really, truly am. It is a gift. Thank you for being part of my fertilizer, (laughs) my my microbes community. Yes, yes. I, I'm so grateful that we have intersected, but I don't believe that this is the first time our spirits have. Yes, so I don't believe that. I'm either. so grateful. Yeah, you're very welcome. Those of you who happen to be in Maryland, treat yourself, treat yourself to a field trip day to Be Willow in Baltimore. You will not regret it. It is one of the most beautiful spaces of healing and and horticulture that you will find. (laughs) I I truly believe that. Um, And stay tuned because Mariah and I are going to talk about some ways in which to integrate more teachings on how to live healthier and happier with houseplants um, at SEBA Health and the SEBA Institute. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Mariah, once again, thank you so very much for joining me today on this podcast. Be well, be good to yourself. And I know you will never, ever be afraid to be amazing. 
I'll never, ever hesitate. You're very right. You're very right. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow. That was an interview of all interviews. I am so deeply grateful for Mariah Thompson joining Healthy House Calls with Angel. I am so deeply grateful and honored, honored by her inspiration, her motivation, her honoring her own intuition. I am so deeply honored to have had you, Mariah, as a guest on Healthy House Calls with Angel. And doesn't that interview just leave you feeling so inspired? Doesn't it make you feel motivated to start living from your own heart space, to start designing a different rhythm for your life? Doesn't it doesn't it just make you feel so warm inside? I know it does for me. Every time I talk with Mariah, every time I re-listen to this interview as I've prepared to get it ready for the uh, producers and my audio specialist to get it ready for production, I just get this warm feeling all over again. And I truly believe that every interaction, every encounter with another beautiful spirit on this planet is such a gift. And speaking of designing a new rhythm to your life, I have a special announcement to offer to you. I am, I have (laughs) launched the Design the Life You Deserve brand, and I am hosting the very first Design the Life You Deserve retreat, September 19th through the 24th. Bacalar, Mexico. It is a very, very special place, a very special place. Design the life you deserve, a five-day journey to renew, refresh, and reinvent your life has officially launched. If you are, if you are a professional woman yearning to clear your mind, re-energize your body, reconnect to what inspires you, Get connected again to your own innate intuition. If you're looking for that space to initiate or launch a new rhythm to your life, a new rhythm to your life, I invite you to jump on over to my website, angelvshannon.com, angelvshannon.com. Check out the Design the Life You Deserve retreat taking place September 19th through the 24th. It is a five-day journey to renew, refresh, and reinvent your life. If you are a professional woman yearning to write a new chapter in your life, to launch a new path, if you're looking to you know, really let go of those, you know, that self-sabotage, those, those crushing feelings of doubt, of fear, of worry, of just not knowing what's next for you, not having that clarity that you desire in your life. I am inviting you to travel with me September 19th through the 24th, 2023, and just start thinking about how liberating it would feel to start being connected to your heart space again, to start living with inspiration and intuition that Mariah talks about you know, to just be reconnected to your own wise woman and wise heart again. Travel on over to the website. I'm not going to say another word about it. I want you to see for yourself what's in store for you and what is possible for you 
at the Design the Life You Deserve retreat taking place September 19th through the 24th. It is a five-day journey to renew, refresh, and reinvent your life. Check it out at angelvshannon.com. Click on retreat (laughs) and you'll get to read all about it. Do hurry. Do hurry. Check this out. This is a small, intimate retreat. It is intentionally a small and intimate gathering of professional women who are ready to really renew, refresh, and reinvent their lives. We've already taken registrations. Those overwater bungalows that you're going to see on the website have already, you know, we've got several registrants all ready for those bungalows. They go fast. They go very, very fast. So check it out, angelvshannon.com forward slash retreat. It is a five-day journey to renew, refresh, and reinvent your life. If you've got questions about the retreat, use the link at the bottom of the page and send me a message. Send me a note. Tell me, hey, listen, Angel, I am interested in this retreat. I am inspired. I am motivated. I am ready to start living from my heart space, but I've got a question I want to ask. Send me a message. I will happily get on a call with you, happily set up a Zoom with you, happily discuss whatever your question may be so that you can decide whether this is the year that you start designing the life that you deserve. Whether this is the year that you start feeling more inspired, more connected to your heart, feeling connected to your own inner guide, inner wisdom, inner sage, as we call it. Whether this is the year that you renew, refresh, and reinvent your life. If you've got questions about that, use the link at the bottom of the page. Go ahead and send me a message. I'll be happy to clarify for you. Okay. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it leaves you feeling inspired and motivated to start living longer and living better. I hope it has been helpful for you. As I say at the end of every episode, be well, be good to yourself, and never, ever, 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 ever be afraid to be amazing. Take good care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy House Calls with Angel. I hope today's episode leaves you feeling inspired, motivated, and empowered to live your best life by applying the practical tools of holistic lifestyle medicine to eat, sleep, move, and live better. Please don't forget to subscribe wherever you receive this podcast. Check in for show notes and share this podcast with friends. If you'd like even more tips in your inbox, subscribe to my newsletter letter Healthy House Calls with Angel by using the link in the show description. Until next time, be well and be good to yourself.